This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. This is the Fly the W670 podcast in season two. It's episode 55, the Cubs club, the Cardinals. Crowley, great job there with Gabe. Looking forward to that series Tuesday and Wednesday. But let's, uh, the Cubs get a day off today, Monday. Let's see what the standings look like as we uh, have a day off. Yep, the standings, it's its a never-ending roller coaster with the Cubs, right? Just when they, just when you finally get out, they pull you back in. Milwaukee right now at 55 and 45, they're, uh, they're hot right now. They've won seven of their last 10, on, but they lost their last game. Right behind them is Cincinnati, who has gotten hot again. They're winners of five straight, and they are half a game behind Milwaukee, and they face each other this week. So a great chance for the Cubs to keep kind of making up some ground. The Cubs are now three games out of 500, 48 and 51. They're 6.5 back. Six and four in their last 10 with that three-game winning streak. Cardinals go in the other direction. Uh, they were hot coming in, but the Cubs give them uh, three straight losses, and now they are 11 games back. And so Pittsburgh is also 11 games back, three and seven in their last 10. So they are fading and fading fast. Yeah, the Cubs are in the mix. There's no doubt about that. Luckily, the division is not very good. All right, a little bit of news the Cubs so far have signed 19 to 20 picks from the 2023 draft. Only second round pick Jackson Wiggins is the uh, lone unsigned player. What's uh, what news can you tell us about that? Crowley? Nothing yet, but when you got 19 out of 20, that's good. But Jackson Wiggins, right-handed pitcher out of Arkansas. He was the guy that the Cubs got as the, as, as the pick for not re-signing Wilson Contreras. They get a compensatory pick. So this is a guy you want to see get signed it's always going to be a matter of money, and, and, and we'll see what happens. But I, I'm hoping that they get this done, and by the time we talk next time, the Cubs have signed all 20 of their draft picks. Absolutely. All right. A guy that uh, went into the Hall of Fame this weekend, you know him well, I know him well. That was Pat Hughes. He received the Ford Frick Award on Saturday out in Cooperstown. Let me just put tip, tip of the hat to 670, the score. If you haven't listened 
uh, to Pat's call to the hall, the special that the score aired on Friday night and repeated on Saturday. You can find it. I Googled it. I couldn't find it on the Odyssey app real well, but I Googled it and it led, it led me to a link that opened up the Odyssey app. But that was a great job that uh, tip of the hat to uh, Ron Coomer, who we had on last episode, uh, Zach Zaidman. They had so many awesome guests. And Chris Tannehill, you know what a wizard that guy is. Th- just a great job. And, you know, there was a lot of great, if you follow Mitch Rosen or you follow um, Zach Zaidman or any of these guys on Twitter, they had a lot of great pictures. And I, I got a feeling you and I both knew that Pat Hughes was going to hit this speech out of the park, right? Yep, you did a very nice job. Got to watch it off a of marquee. Thanks to them for that. So, yeah, real nice uh, special moment. I just wish, I just wish that uh, that part of the awards was included on Sunday with the players that go in. I understand it's right, separate, and- but I don't understand why it's that separate. What I actually Bob Costas talked about it in the call to the hall uh, show. He said that there was problems before where all of a sudden it got to be very long on Sunday. So in Cooperstown, it's a lot of there, on Sundays when the players usually go in, um, they changed it a few years back. I want to say like 2018. So um, that way it didn't get too long. So if you had three or four players and then had two or three of people who make it the Buck O'Neill award recipient, you got the writer, you got the broadcaster. Now you're getting to have a real long day on Sunday. So that's why they did that. But right. uh, with Pat Hughes, I want I, I just, I, I took a little clip out of this right here because I think as Cub fans, um, obviously Pat talked about his past, his family, how he got into broadcasting his different partners, but he saved the end for Cub fans and I just wanted to play this just because clearly uh, just Pat Hughes is just a phenomenal guy. And I want Cub fans to hear this. And in closing, I have a note to Cubs fans. If I was writing you a letter, it might read, what an extraordinary group of people you are. I want to thank you so much for your unbelievable passion for the ball club and your support of me. When I got the call from Cooperstown last December, I, I truly think there were some Cub fans who were just as happy as I was with the news. You make me feel like I am a part of your family. You invite me to special events like graduations, bar mitzvahs, and birthdays. And I absolutely love those games at Wrigley Field, those close ball games where you fans are not just part of the ballpark atmosphere, you become part of the ball game itself. And you play a significant role in a dramatic Cubs victory. That happens four to five times minimum every single season. As a broadcaster, I feed off of your energy. Let me just say it has been my extreme privilege to be one of your announcers for these past three decades. And before my career ends, I hope I get at least one more chance to say something like, The Chicago Cubs win the World Series! Thank you. I'm not going to lie. I'm tearing up a little bit right now. Um, I've, I've gotten to know Pat. I've gotten to talk with him. I've interviewed him on this podcast. I've worked with him. I had, I, we had a T-shirt thing we were working on for a little bit. I know his, uh, his, his, the guys at Autograph One that do signings with him. I've been there. I, he's been the soundtrack of my life uh, when it comes to Cubs baseball. Um, I, I, I can't say that this was deserving enough and so appreciative of what Pat has done for Cub hands all these years. And to hear him acknowledge us just the way that he does, he's just, that's just him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He totally gets it. Um, I'm guess I'm lucky enough to call him a teammate to a certain extent. 
um, have dealt with him a little bit, not as much as you, but like you have been listening on the radio long before I started working at the score. And uh, hopefully as he ended that, he does have that opportunity to say the Cubs win the World Series once again. So kudos to Pat Hughes, kudos to everybody over at 670 The Score. It was a uh, special, special moment. And how about this? Also special Dansby Swanson back in action on Saturday off the IL. They uh, optioned Jared Young back out to Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Jared Young back in Iowa. I didn't see him, but I did see Nick Madrigal play when I was in Iowa. He uh, played on Saturday. He went two for three, but he was scratched from his start uh, on Sunday with lower body fatigue. But he looked really good in Iowa, so he looks, you know, hopefully the legs get under him a little bit and he'll be okay. You remember Brad Boxberger, he will begin throwing bullpen sessions, so he's progressing. Um, He's going to start that on today on Monday. And Brandon Hughes, the lefty, has started playing catch, so we'll kind of keep an eye on those guys. All right, here we go, Crowley. We got the Cubs, Sox, the uh, first two of four games. Um, I don't like how it's set up now. I don't like two games in the middle of the week. Should be one three game series over the weekend at the other person's ballpark every other year. That's how you could make it special. This is not special. Now it's just another four games and two games in the middle of the week. Can't stand it. Right. I'm not really a big fan. I like your idea. Um, last season, the White Sox underachieved again. They went 81 and 81, finishing 11 games behind the first place Guardians and missed the playoffs again. Tony LaRusa and Age 78, stepped down as manager when the season ended due to health issues that kept him out of the dugout most of August and September. They made some additions in the offseason. They added Andrew Benatendi, who's been having a pretty decent year um, in left field. They also signed Mike Clevenger. That was a whole uh, awful saga with accusations of spousal abuse and child abuse, and it was a mess. Um, They did have some key losses. Obviously, Jose Abreu, who was the cornerstone of the White Sox for many, many years. Johnny Cueto, who had a great surprise season for them last year. A.J. Pollock is gone. Vince Velasquez, Josh Harrison, Danny Mendick, and Adam Engel. So the biggest offseason move, again, they hired Pedro Grafol, former bench coach for KC as their new manager. That being said, Dustin, the White Sox once again underachievers, and it looks like they will be sellers at the deadline. They're currently in fourth place with a record of 41-60. and They're 19 games under 500. 12 games behind the Twins in the AL Central. So, I mean, for White Sox the fans. Fact that they, they, they went up to Minnesota, Crawley. They had an opportunity to, to maybe change some things around. They needed a sweep, and not only didn't they get a win, they were swept this weekend up in Minnesota, losers of seven of the last ten. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, just... just, It's got to be really tough to be a White Sox fan right now because... They had this window, they had this window, and they've done nothing with it, and this window is about to be shut solid. Well, again, the, the thing I tell people is that when the Cubs were playing Game 7 of the World Series, before the game I told myself, these truly are the two best teams, they deserve to be here, and no matter who wins tonight, I, I expect both teams to return to the World Series 
And, and th that was my mentality. And all of a sudden, Dustin, we should know better as Cub fans. You see how hard it is, and you see how quick that window closes. And the White Absolutely. Sox built a really good core with Rick Hahn. Jerry Reinsdorf put his nose in where it didn't belong, hired Tony La Russa over A.J. Hinch, and I think that's going to be – people are going to look back at that in White Sox history as one of the biggest blunders of all time. That, to me, is their equivalent of Brock for Broglio as far as a decision that affected their the, the future of their organization. Yeah. All right. Enough about the White Sox. Let's talk about the Cubs versus the White Sox. Game one, Tuesday night, Kyle Hendricks versus Michael Kopech. This is an interesting matchup. Two very different styles of pitchers. Yeah, Dustin. And, and what do you think, man? There's probably going to be a ton of scouts in attendance with both of these teams possibly being sellers. You know, the C Cubs looking like they're still trying to fight to keep it going and the White Sox not so much. So I, I anticipate that there's a good portion of that crowd's going to be scouts looking at, all, you know, a lot of these guys like Kyle Hendricks um, or Lucas Giolito that may be traded. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, three and four with the 338 ERA, his last start against Washington. He went six innings, gave up five hits and one earned run. Um, that was his last start against Boston. He's, that was the one he struggled, 4.2, eight hits, five earned runs. And he also struggled a little bit against the Yankees. So, um, you know, obviously Boston and the Yankees are a much, much better team than the Chicago White Sox. Uh, when no, we, not even close, yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, it, you know, <laughs> it, and, and the wind was really bad that night that we watched. I was there when against Boston when the um, – when the Red Sox were in town. So, I mean, I kind of just put that in the back of my head as well, that, that it was, you know, Kyle Hendricks is definitely not a guy that's going to benefit from wind blowing out. But when we talk about Michael Kopech, um, he's a guy that's kind of really had an up and down season. Uh, one of those disappointments for the Sox this year, you know, you thought that maybe he's going to break out. He's four and eight with a four twenty nine. His last start against the Mets, he did really well. 4.2 innings, gave up two hits, one earned run. Against Atlanta, he got the loss. He only went 0.2 innings. He gave up four earned runs. And against the Angels, he went four innings, gave up four hits, two earned runs, but seven walks. If you look at his last three starts, against the Mets, he has four walks. Against the Atlanta, he has four walks. And against the Angels, he has seven walks. This is a guy that that, that is going to give you some free passes you have to be willing to take them. Yeah, you got to be have smart approach, no doubt about that. You got to go up there knowing that. I'm sure they're going to pass along those stats to the Cubs lineup that night. Right now, in Game Two, Dustin, two guys again that are on the block. So all four well, pitchers. Well, this is where it gets interesting, right, Crowley? Like, I, I expect Marcus Stroman to make this start. I wonder if Lance Lynn makes this start. Again, both guys, both coveted right now. And, and again, Lance Lynn could be gone. You're right. As far as Stroman is concerned, we talked a little bit earlier about Stroman's struggles. Um, you know, he took the loss against St. Louis, only went 3.2 innings, gave up four earned runs. You know, errors are going to happen, but that doesn't excuse four walks, Dustin. And that, that also really hurt him. Yeah, um, that number has got to come down. There's no doubt about that. Against Boston, he had his best start in a while. He went six innings pitch, gave up one uh, earned run and three hits, but and he only had one walk in that game. But before that, against Milwaukee, five innings, he gave up four runs. He also had four walks. So in two of his last three starts, he's walked four or more batters. Got to fix it. Can't can't have it. It's it's not the recipe for success at all. So that and that's on him. That he can't blame the he can't blame the bad 
the bad third baseman or the, the, the shortstop that's, you know, an all-star second baseman who's filling in, you know, stop it, you know, get your head right, get the ball over the plate and don't blame anybody but yourself. All right. Well, we got Lance Lynn on the other side with a six and nine, uh, with a six nineteen ERA. Right now against Minnesota was his last start. He went six point two innings, gave up six earned runs on eight hits against Atlanta. He gave up four earned runs on six hits, going only five point one innings. He had a good start against Toronto, went seven innings, gave up one hit and zero earned run. Thing about Lance Lynn, he gives up the long ball. So uh, hopefully the Cubs' offense remains hot and they can uh, make him pay if he makes those mistakes, which he has been prone to do. I know they don't turn on the fireworks when the opposing team hits uh, home runs over there at 35th and Shields, but hopefully they'll, uh, you know, on the uh, Cubs bench, they'll do some type of little fireworks show for all the long balls that Lance Lynn hopefully will be giving up. All right, Crowley, hot and not. Let's go. All righty. Is there anyone in the world hotter than Cody Bellinger? No, he's 11 for his last 24, two home runs, nine RBIs. In the last seven days, he's slashing 458, 462, 792 out of this world. And right behind him, Seiya Suzuki, 10 for his last 26 with a home run and five RBIs. He's slashing 385, 429, 538. So though, both of those guys looking really, really hot. Yeah, about time, Seiya Suzuki. That's good. And the Dansby Swanson looked okay over the weekend. Uh Ian Happ looked okay over the weekend, so you're seeing a little bit of the core getting uh, together at the same time. Now, on the not side, your first guy, Trey Mancini. Two for his last 13, no home runs, one RBI. He had that single to drive it in, slashing 154, 154, 308. And Christopher Morell's in one of his slumps, two for his last 13, zero home runs, two RBIs. And he's slashing 154, 353, 154. The one thing Trey Mancini does tend to do, though, it seems like he hits with runners in scoring position. Yeah, he does. So at least there's that. So hopefully there's an opportunity for him to do that on Tuesday and Wednesday over at 35th and Shields. And uh, the hot Crowley for the White Sox is Eloy Jimenez and Tim Anderson. Of course, Eloy Jimenez, because we got to have that stupid thanks, Cubs tweet that's going to come out when he immediately hits a home run. Uh, he's seven for his last 16, one home run, two RBI slash and 438, 471, 68 in his last seven days. And Tim Anderson, who's had a very down season, has gotten hot in the right time. He might be good trade bait right there. 10 for his last 25 with three RBIs. He's slashing 400 and 464, 480. On the not side, we've got uh, the all-star for the uh, White Sox, Luis Robert Jr. Ooh, maybe a little bit of that home run derby letdown. Five for his last 27, one home run, one RBI. Get this, Dustin. He has zero walks and 13 strikeouts in his last seven games. Uh, he's slashing 185, 185, 333. Uh, also on the knot, you're taking a look at Jake Berger. He's three for his last 24 with zero home runs, three RBIs, slashing 125, 192, 208. Yeah, and then uh, Jake Berger was uh, doing pretty well out in New York against the Yankees. The uh, power was there, but... Uh, Hopefully the power won't be there. It'll be a little power outage, if you will, at 35th and Shields. Absolutely. All right, Crowley, prediction time. Two games, Tuesday, Wednesday, 35th and Shields, the place. Uh, the Cubs have a couple of their best pitchers, if not their, you know, two out of the top three pitchers, Hendricks and Stroman going. I'll let you go first. 
I hate even game series, two games or four games. Um, the White Sox are on the ground. They're done. They know it. The Cubs feel like they have a chance. There's nothing the White Sox would want to do more than spoil the Cubs party, but I'm going to keep it positive and say the Cubs take both of them. I am too. You're exactly right, but they got to go in there that first game, put that, uh, the old proverbial foot on the throat. All right, that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow the socials, Fly the W on Facebook and Instagram. You can email us, flythew670, gmail.com. And Crowley, you know it, but you can watch us now on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Hey, Cub fans, let's head down to the to U.S. Cellular. Let's go to the south side, take over their park, cheer on the Cubs, push them through. We can all be cheering. Go Cubs!